Welcome to episode 183 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today, we caught up with Kat Noon. She was visiting us from where we like to think of as Germany, but really it was just Princeton. Um, just, just Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah, Princeton, Germany. I think I mixed it up with Princeton, Rhode Island at some point in this episode. Yeah. It was great finally catching up with her. We've been internet buds for a while. Yeah, it's like, I think we talked to her shortly after we started the show and we just haven't gotten a chance to like meet in person. So it was it nice finally to finally happened. Yeah. Yeah, get that done with. Now we never have to see her again. <sighs> just kidding. Love you, Kat. She was wonderful. It was a really good show. Before we get into it, though, we've got a few things brewing. Brian, are you excited? You want to talk about it? Sure, go for it. Uh... Bryn and I, and, and our, our our co-founder, our third piece, the third piece of the puzzle, Jonathan Cutrell, host of Dev T. Uh, we've been hacking on a on a new thing, which we've talked about for quite some time, and we actually announced it in uh, we we announced a bit more about it in our weekly newsletter last week. Yeah, it's called Spectrum. We're just going to tease it right now, but you can follow along. We're sharing some updates in our Slack team. If you go to spec.fm slash slack and join the Spectrum channel, we've been sharing some screenshots, getting some feedback, and anyone in that channel will definitely be first to know when we get this baby launched. And get some people into it, which will be awesome. Yeah. We were working in it. We worked on it all day today, but we were also able to collaborate in it, which was amazing. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a live chat for communities. For communities specifically. Like generally communities. Like Slack is an internal communication tool. We built a thing that is external and for communities. And uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm pretty excited we about it. We got it to the point today where we can now work on the tool in the tool, which it, is like... It's awesome. It's rough. All, the, still all the, the stuff best. is there. We just need to clean it up. So, all right. We're going on none. Anyways, you well, can follow along uh, at spec.fm slash slack. Join our Slack team and go to the Spectrum channel. Did you want to say something else? We're very excited because <laughs> yeah, we've been right. working all weekend and it's now like 10 p.m. on Sunday night. And so we, we just stopped debugging like two seconds ago. Yeah. We being uh, a debugged base 64 encoding and decoding. Those are words. It doesn't matter. Of images, which I didn't want to learn how to do. <laughs> this that- has been fun. This has been fun. We hope you enjoy the show. Let's get into it with Cat Noon. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. Give us some feedback after the show. And with that, let's get into episode 183 with Cat Noon. Hey, I'm Cat Noon. Um, I'm the founder of Iris. Um, I'm a designer. Um, and uh, oh fuck! Perfect intro. So <laughs> good. Yes, nailed it in one. So and we're much. off. Uh, should we kick it off again? Yeah. No. No. I no, want to keep that. That was perfect. <laughs> no. What's Iris? <laughs> Tell me more. Let's just no, that, dive. That in. was like the best intro we've ever had. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> Iris is um, essentially your modern day emergency alert. So what we do is, um, you know. Once we notice you at a hospital, um, you know, we consider it a check-in. You know, we notice that you are at a hospital. We reach out to you and, you know, we ask if everything's okay. You know, for the reason that you're, hospital, you're at the hospital, you know, are you okay? And if you don't reach back out to us and you don't, you don't tell us that you're okay, um, we go ahead and we inform your loved ones, you know, your emergency contact yeah. that, uh, you know, it's something like, you know, it seems like Kat is at uh, Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. You know, why don't you reach out to, to her to see if... Um, you know, she's okay, you know, through text message or call. Um, and we provide you with those options. 
um, and you know you take it from there. Sure. Um, and you know the goal for us is um, you know aside from connecting you with your loved ones during that really messy, sometimes critical moment um, where you need your health proxy or someone to just be there because you were you know incoherent or unable to make those decisions for yourself. Um, we also provide you um, as the user with uh, what we call the health ID and uh, what you find in um, your you know your iOS uh, wallet app when you end up at a hus- uh, sorry at a an airport you know your ticket services your boarding pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. ticket your boarding pass services um, your health ID services with Iris um, and all of that critical health info that you know a medical professional needs in that in that moment um, is there for them without compromising your the data on your phone and whatnot so stuff like um, are you pregnant you know do you have um, low blood pressure or diabetes, what medicine are you allergic to? You know, all of that stuff is on there, you know, emergency contacts. So, and the goal is essentially to help the medical professionals help you in this yeah. nice cycle. When did you start working on this? Literally like the day before I gave birth. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, um, we were, we, you know. I need this tomorrow. <laughs> so no, can no, no. spin up a quick old <laughs> iPhone app. Oh shit, it takes three days to review an app. Damn it. You know, the the idea had been something that um, I thought about when I had first moved to Germany, but it just it wasn't it wasn't the time for it. I was working on my first startup, but it had always been this major concern for me. Like what happens under the pretense that like I end up in a car accident in Germany where I don't understand shit about what they're saying? You know, can they help me? Can I help them help me? Yeah. Um, how, what does that look like, that experience look like? But uh, yeah, n- a few months before, um, yeah, like November of 2015, um, you know, we had started toying around with it. Um, nothing serious, you know, just playing around, seeing, you know, researching, speaking with people, seeing what that looks like, getting initial code in there, you know, to get something to play around with. So I'd say about a year total and then like about six months aggressively working on it now. And how's it going? Startup? Are, are you it's done? Startup <laughs> done? Like shipped? I want to know all golden. about the startup life. We are in beta still. Um, launch is March. That's uh, on the record. Yeah, are you saying yeah. that on the record? I think it's safe to put it on the record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this th- might be the one thing you regret saying. On yeah, the no, no. L- launch dates is. are what I always regret saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, no, we're for sure working on that. We're going to ship it next week. Three months later. <laughs> Nothing. I feel like if I say March now and we end up with March, I did something wrong because I shipped when I said we would. <gasps> yeah. Uh, right? Um, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I think March is safe. Okay. Now, whether or okay. not that's March or that's like March 31st, 11.59 p.m., yeah, it's one thing. There's 30, 30 days has up to April, June, and November. Yeah, I don't know. There's I don't know one of those things. <laughs> March, <laughs> March 31st sounds appropriate. All right, March. that works. Um, I don't know. You, did you guys learn that that like little yeah, jingle yeah, yeah. in school? I know the jingle, but I never learned it. But the Some kids people have the one it, that count on their fingers. Cool. Yeah, it's like the knuckle. I've never known the it's knuckles. Like I've never used it. January. What? Yeah, like I know. your pinky knuckles, January, and then the Yo, gap in between is February. But, it's so much easier okay, to remember a jingle. Hurt you? So I think, <laughs> I think then March would be... Shit, then what's 30? This is why it doesn't work. You see? <laughs> 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Did you all, all the rest have 31. Did you count on your fingers? Me. Like if you say like nine times four and you fold down your fourth finger, it's 36. Like all, no. all those work? No. What? So like if you if it's like any, anything times nine, if you fold down that number finger, it'll actually give you the answer. Holy what shit. What is this black magic That's that black you learned? magic. <laughs> Sarah taught me that. It's the best. 
those are like the loopholes of the world or like the glitches in the matrix where it's, these things shouldn't work, but they do. And you're like, wow, like nine times. I'm nine. starting to like really f- figure out whether or not the school system I was in in Brooklyn was actually a good one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't we, learn were my... forced to, we were forced to just like write this shit uh-huh. out like yeah. 50 uh-huh. times. Yeah, yeah. So now I can answer that question, but only because I remembered the entire damn table of multiplication. I mean, times nine is pretty <laughs> straightforward. It is. <laughs> um, so you, did you grow up in Brooklyn? Yeah. How did you get into design? Oh, um, that's a wicked story. Perfect. Um, <laughs> a wicked story. You're really killing on the East Coast, like, commitment here. I, I shouldn't even say wicked. That's like a, that's a Boston thing. Everyone in New York is going to well, shun me now. Somewhere between Brooklyn and, and Princeton. N- nope, nope, other direction. <laughs> nope, other direction. Um, no, um, in t- design was, design wasn't even thought about, design what it is now. Wasn't even thought about um, until I was in high school. I mean, I'd always, like, I grew up in this, like, very, it wasn't an artsy family. My family, a very traditional Italian-Irish family, so not really artsy, but um, I was always very into art. And, like, my aunt, um, just super into it and and fantastic um you know drawer and painter and my grandpa doodled and so i was in that respect was surrounded by it but um always took an interest in it um and you know once i got to high school realized that you know in photoshop class photoshop and dreamweaver class Mm, photoshop class Mm. oh yeah wow lucky that's called adobe evangelism at work yeah (laughs) i had graphic design and we used adobe products but not like photoshop class do you know how hard it is to get a class curriculum into a high school it is very hard yeah (laughs) so you pay for it (laughs) yeah it was i mean it, it was i liked it um and i liked this idea that i could take what i had worked on on paper what i had conceptualized on paper and bring it into this digital world yeah um and yeah. i had scanning essentially just essentially scanning I'm a, I'm a fan of scanning <laughs> magical, and drawing over magical technology um, <laughs> yeah and i remember like being in class and the the lesson was to um design a soda can uh-huh. um it was like the first lesson and you had to do it for like the week and now looking back on it, it's like Jesus Christmas that took a week. Um, <laughs> Jesus to, Christmas to design a soda like can, um, like realistic lighting, yeah, shading, that kind yeah, of stuff. The whole shebang, mm. like wow. essentially what you have now. That would take Coke me a week can. today, by the way. Well, I don't know how to. Use it would those. take me. It want, would take me longer than yeah. a week to design a Coca Cola can. The trick is get as many light sources as possible, and then you're like good. Yeah. Or I could just yeah. stick to drawing boxes, <sighs> and, and use the boxes. use the bubble filter and like the, <gasps> the like chrome stuff, and yeah, you're you're golden. It was a vicious soda can. A vicious soda can. I wish I. How still did yours come out? Did you get the title that early in the episode? That was crazy. <laughs> New record. Um, it uh, had it come out. It was horrid. It was completely horrible. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, was, that's what I'm saying. This sounds like a challenging was thing. Was it I don't actually know. 3D? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a really nifty class. <laughs> it's really nifty. Um, and it was funny because at the time it was like um, <laughs> the school had blocked things like MySpace. 
<sighs> so you had to use proxies and figure out the different proxies to get into MySpace. Like type so, in the IP address you, directly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. a whole so, school full of hackers. So, so we had to like, we'd be like working on the soda can and then we just switch. But at the time, the school implemented something where the teacher could see on her screen yeah, what you yeah, were doing yeah, yeah. on your screen. Uh-huh. And so you had to make MySpace. Invasion of Your privacy. new MySpace theme was a, a soda can design. Essentially. <laughs> Essentially. You made your, your, your MySpace top... theme the Photoshop like tool <laughs> tool panel. Essentially. Your top eight were color palettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I was, just ta- I was just talking about MySpace, actually, because I was sitting, um, oh, both Ben and I were sitting in our living room. You know, and and MySpace came up, and he said he's never he's he didn't know about MySpace. Hmm. He didn't have MySpace. He didn't know what a top eight was. What a I broken just, home! I hmm. kind of contemplated what yeah. I was actually doing in the position that I was in with someone who'd never heard of MySpace or had a top eight. <laughs> who and he didn't, are like, you? He didn't understand <laughs> Wait, the the importance of the hierarchy that comes been, with the top eight. You've never been friends with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we even doing here? <laughs> you don't know Tom. You and Tom don't go back. And I was just like, oh word. <laughs> you, just, you didn't. You didn't have a topic. We're gonna have to talk. <laughs> you know, one of the first commercial successes I ever had. I didn't make money. Uh, I made a MySpace theme and it got downloaded a whole bunch of times. Look at you. Yeah, but this was it. The interesting about it was <laughs> commercial success. It didn't make, it didn't any, make money. any money. Uh, it was the first time I realized, like, comprehended that the internet could like put your work and multiply it. To, to strangers around the world. Mm-hmm. That was like actually a pretty eye-opening experience to make something shitty and then have people like use it. To think it was That's just... really what the internet's about. <laughs> yeah. Make something shitty and having people download yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hopefully you get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're all tabbing between MySpace and Photoshop. Well, that assumes it was Mac. You're control tabbing. We were not on Macs in high school. I was on a Mac in... I think in... you still alt-tab either way. Yeah. Do you? Mm. Oh, to switch to switch. Max, you command tab. Sorry, uh-huh. I was right the first time. Copy is important. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I was right. Uh huh. Sure. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I was at that point where I really liked it. I liked the idea of creating products, whether it was you know something that you know you can feel and hold and what have you, or you know something that is completely software based. But I didn't. And I didn't for a while after that see that it was something that I could actually pursue as a career. So from there, from high school, went into school, went into college as a bio major. Traditional designer course. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's it's the route. Yeah. And uh, really, really loved um, all things bio. Still do, by the way. Uh, all things bio, all things psych. What did you want to do? Uh, Biopsych. <laughs> Biopsych. Clearly. That sounds sick. Um, in an ideal world, um, pediatric neurosurgery. Okay. Like that just was <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. But I think like anything in any role where you're working with children, um, especially something like that, um, whether it's, you know, a pediatric neurosurgeon or something like a, a speech language pathologist, I feel like there needs to be some type of calling. And I just... I wasn't getting the call. Uh. Um, so yeah, and I just not to not to really go into like the deep water and like morbid or anything. But I like the deep water. Let's go the like, deep morbid water. Yeah, the de- <laughs> I d- we've covered top eight. Let's go all the way. <laughs> I just could never imagine standing in front of a parent and telling yeah. them that. Yeah, I just lost their kid. 
especially as a parent now, I can't imagine being in the position where someone comes and tells me that. So didn't do it. But uh, God, now everything we do feels so like (laughs) I told you. you I stress over it so much. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Nope. I have to go in front of my reports with a stern look on my face and say, we couldn't fit the pixels. (laughs) And I, if you do that, I can't take you seriously anymore. (laughs) Killing your darling sounds so morbid. Oh God! And one tear was shed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. Um, not to make light of that. Oh, that's for ready, real. Ready? That's for real. No, I did no, no, not mean to, to. I didn't take it as you making light okay, of it at okay. all. And that's um, uh, that's our final episode of Design <laughs> Details. Um, Holy shit! Day, no, I, didn't, folks. I didn't take it at all. Okay. But everyone out there will know that because I just didn't have that calling, and I think people who were in that role need it because that's that's where you get the the people who genuinely put everything into you. Um, I, in lovely fashion, dropped out. Um, Uh, (laughs) Yes. What did your parents think? Did they care? Did you care? I think there's... So first of all, um, after I dropped out, I I ended up working in... you know Because I I had spent actual time accumulating credits and and enough time to do so um, to where that that earned me some type of something. Um, And I shifted into... um, the education field. I was working in special ed um, with children on the autism spectrum. Um, so still with kids, which I absolutely adored it and I loved it and it was challenging in its own way. So my family at that point was fine with it. They definitely weren't okay with the fact that, you know, I was no longer in school. But, you know, like one thing I was always told growing up was if you're not going to go to school, your ass better have a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And you had a good job. Oh, no, like it was fantastic. A, yeah. It was fantastic. Um but again, wasn't something that I could see myself doing forever, even though I absolutely loved it. It just, it didn't light a fire in me and it didn't light a fire under my ass. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I freelance designed in, in my spare time, you know, you know, in evenings and nights. And um, finally, you know, after a lot of research, a lot of just spending time with myself and figuring out what the hell I wanted to do with my life, um, it you know, it, it clicked one day. It was like, this is a no brainer. You, you spend so much time in the evenings and in your off time and, and you're not going out, you're not hanging out with your friends cause you're sitting there designing. Um, you know, this, it, it's obvious. It just never really smacked me in the face at first. Um, and then I said, you know what, all of these freelance clients that I have, you know, I'm going to continue to build that up. And eventually I did. And I decided to jump off the cliff and I went freelance design full time. And from there, it was like I had this really loose but intense thing, this this plan where I wanted to work in freelance. I wanted to experience corporate life. I wanted to experience agency life. I wanted to experience startup life. And then I wanted to found my own company. If, obviously, it's something that in is a that problem. In that order not to be strayed from. <laughs> was it in the... It actually was in that order, oh, which yeah. is not intentional at Crazy. all. Crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I freelanced, I freelanced for a while, then I, I worked for ADP Innovation Labs, headed up design there. ADP um, is in like the payroll. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. What did what what does an innovation lab at ADP do? Not trying to be sarcastic not, here, but it's not. So um, I mean, ADP Innovation Labs. Um, I mean, for us, it, it's spending time on things product you know trying to redefine the experience um you know the payroll experience not only for the customers like on the the client end but also internally 
Um, what do the systems look like? What does the software look like for actual employees for a variety of things? And it was a lot of all things product that weren't um, like communication and brand and marketing sure. design, really. So yeah, that's what we did there. Um, when, when you say innovation lab, I think like the image in my head is longer term, maybe more abstract. Uh, do I have that right? Yes and no. Okay. There were things that we worked on that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't even there for when it was finally shipped, but I, but I worked on. Yeah. Um, and other things that we pushed out really quickly just because they were kind of no, I don't want to say no brainers, but they were no brainers. Okay. You know, it's just like, this makes sense. We should push this out there. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, yes and no. Like what would be an example? Um, one thing for us was this, um, you know, what we worked on was a much more clear um, schedule. Like, I don't want to say calendar, but um, scheduling. But a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> but a calendar. Um, and another thing was just um, organization for the the manager. Um, so seeing who is, um, you know, who's on their team, who's on your team, the days they're taking off, you know, the days that they're requesting, when they're taking off, who's in the office on, on any given day, who's out. So yes, a calendar. Gotcha. <laughs> but more. <laughs> calendar plus plus. Yes, yes. Calendar sir. plus calendar specific features. Calendar without email <laughs> inbox. Oh, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Calendar minus minus. Yeah. Yes. One Did thing you I like wanted, that kind of work? Like I, coming from the freelance side of things? Coming from the freelance side of things, yes. Yeah. Um, just because I was over freelance. Um, what happened? Freelance happened. Um, just I think it's I, you know the normal reason that people get sick of freelance. You know what? It's it's a lot to it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it, and it's a, it's a love hate relationship. I love how much I learned from it. You know, budgeting and understanding. You know, working with what you what you have and thinking. You know, a few months in advance in terms of clients and you know finance and the whole shebang um also this idea of being able to switch it up in terms of products that you're working on you know i i i love even working on one particular product i love having these things on the side that i dabble in just because it i feel like it benefits me so much um from what i'm really honing in on um go deeper on that quick why why do you feel like it benefits you so much i feel like when i'm working on this one particular thing, it allows me to have these fresh pair of eyes, even when I don't have a fresh pair of eyes aside from mine on it. Um, just being able to work on something completely different. Um, there are it lets times you reset where, a little bit. You know, yeah, it is. A, it's a reset. It it allows me to come back and be like, oh, I can see a better way to solve that problem. Um, mm. Or, oh, that's, you know, that's actually a technical challenge that we're not going to be able to overcome. Um, let's revisit the way to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like when you're staring at this one particular thing for too long, those things may not surface as quickly or as easily. And for me in an early stage startup, I need those things to surface quickly. I, mm -hmm. need, I need them to present themselves. And especially, you know, before we, we brought on a, a, another designer, Jacob, um, you know, it was just me. And of course I'd vibe off of like Ben and, um, pretty big on like posting things on the, you know, on, on, on Twitter and the internet um, and being like, hey, what do you guys think about that? You know, um, but it's hard to get feedback and because it ends up being 
kind of this invalid feedback yeah. because you don't really know the problem I'm looking to solve, you know, mm -hmm. 100%. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So how long did you end up staying at ADP? A year. Okay. Then it was agency? Agency. Agency at Prolific Interactive. Okay. Um, based out of Brooklyn. Um, Dumbo. And then from there, I spent some time there. And uh, Do you like it? We got to start comparing freelance, big co, agency. I loved working at Prolific Interactive because they're not this traditional agency. They're this company like filled, like the culture is the shit. Um, and You're smiling, so that's in a good way. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's so good. It's <laughs> okay. so good. Um, it's just like a big family there. And, yeah. and they, you know, when they have a project, they like embed themselves in the company's culture. And I feel like you get a much better result than, you know, an agency where you're like, okay, this is a client. Here's the data we have. Let's churn it out with the resources that we have. You know, Prolific, they make use with the resources that are there and the data that's there and just always deliver. Yeah. They always deliver. Um, and also the the companies that they worked with and we worked with are, you know, just they're awesome. Um, so for me, that was, you know, I was with them and uh, then moved out to San Francisco, moved out here um, to um, be the first designer in the San Francisco office, um, which was pretty rad. Yeah. What was that like? Different. First and only or were you with the team? Uh, no, I was with um, engineers. Okay. Uh, but I was the first yeah, and only yeah. designer at the time. And um, yeah, it was... It, it's like culture shock. It's yeah. culture shock. Um, it's completely different here, um, in a good way. In a good way, and if I'm being it's, completely it's transparent, in a bad right? way. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot it's of just, pros and cons. Yeah, like I, I loved the, I loved the charge of that came with being surrounded by so many fantastic people. Mm -hmm. There's like an energy here of like people yeah. wanting to get things done. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and like build constructively. Mm -hmm. like it's it's really interesting. Like you start to lose it after a while. Like you start to just like stop seeing it so much, I think. Yeah, you do. And, and you know, as with any other city, you know, there are it's there are downsides, but I feel like what happens here in the city just it smacks you in the face and and I just wish that the people that were here, which is including myself, um could just do more to change it. Change uh, what? Homelessness? Homelessness. Um, providing people with, you know, the the right health resources. Mm -hmm. um, education. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah. I guess the pillars that you see in all, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of cities. Um, but I think there was this elephant in the room, if you will, where, you know, we're all sitting here and, talking about all these major things and then you walk down the block and it's just heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. it's, so for me, that was, was a bit gut-wrenching. But all in all, I, I loved the city. I absolutely loved it. Um, and I was happy to be out here despite that culture shock. I mean, I was coming from Brooklyn. It's a very different city. <laughs> what about design-wise, design culture-wise? Well, I mean, if you go to like Dumbo, it's it's there, you know, in Brooklyn in general. Like, there's fantastic designers there, but I think it's much more like in your face here. Yeah, I feel like whenever I go to New York, I end up in Dumbo. Mm -hmm. like, it's just oh, a yeah. thing that happens. I feel like it's a it's a designer magnet. Yeah, a brand <laughs> magnet at this point. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You look like a designer. What the fuck does that mean? You are a designer, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> yes. 
I just yeah. don't understand the statement. I don't know. He does look like a designer. Must be your star tattoos. God damn it. I gotta get rid of these things. That's why I don't, why I don't has, have any. I try Brent to be mysterious. tattoos of stars on his forearms for anyone that hasn't seen his forearms before, which is probably most of you. <laughs> Generally speaking. <laughs> listening in on this. I'm happy I added more to the character for people to picture. He's got a lot of stars, actually. Star You're just boy. a little universe. Star boy. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. He's star boy. Uh, star boy TM. Make it happen, y'all. Can I be the Daft Punk part and you can be the weekend part? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. We're so good at getting sidetracked. I know. The, the random tangents are actually something I like. So you're in San Francisco. You're the, the first and only designer at this point. At this new branch of an agency doing design work, mm-hmm. how'd you like it? Besides it. getting kicked in the face with Loved the culture, it. I mean, it was yeah. challenging. I think there were things there that I, you know, I hadn't experienced before, challenge-wise. Like what? Vicious deadlines. Mm. You know, I experienced it in freelance, but it's kind of like much more of a coast kind of thing with freelance. You know, you have it and just, eh. You know, it's 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 different at an agency. You know, you can't really you can't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? You can. Wait, am I not allowed to say fuck? No. <laughs> That's why I've never worked at an agency. We, we highly encourage these to fuck. My fuck around to productive ratio is real bad. But I like that. It, it gave me constraints, and I think I needed that, especially as a, as a fairly new designer. Sure. At that point. Yeah, I like yeah. to call it simmering. It's not fucking around. It's just letting an idea like gestate mm-hmm. for a minute. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, with an agency, that's not always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great You're excuse really, to get people to you leave you alone. Heavy boil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm. You gotta, you gotta cut me some slack. I'm letting it simmer right now. <laughs> I'm brainstorming, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's brazing. Can you just chill for a minute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I liked it, and and was obviously frustrated for all the right reasons. But it was a good frustration. It was good. It was challenging. Um, and uh, not long after that met Ben and not long after that he and I had this discussion with you know are you gonna do you want to come out to the valley or you know am I gonna come out to Europe and it was just he like, was where at the time Berlin this is Benedict yeah how do you pronounce his last name your, <laughs> your last name I don't know it's so I, I, I kept my name okay. um uh, but his last name and our daughter's last name is Lienert. Benedict Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Some yeah, people say Leonard. Some people say Lionheart. Lionheart. But Leonard, yeah. Okay. And he was at Wonderlist. Yeah. Chief design officer there. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just like this question of whether or not, you know, I was at a weird place in life. And it was just like, do we, you know, do you come here or do I just, again, make this wild jump and move to Berlin? So in normal cat style. <laughs> he moved here. <laughs> <Right>. I won. <laughs> you guys have been here all along. Uh, <laughs> yeah, normal style. I, I, you know, one day he just, he said, you know, do you, know, you want to move here? I said, all right. <laughs> that was exactly the conversation. <laughs> though. That's the thing. I'm not even lying. I was like, all right. And Man, I, 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 I would I, be I like, so is that a yes? Yeah. Well, I think like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I was like, all right. You know, and I don't yeah, know yeah. whether or not he like we joke about it now, but I'm I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when yeah. he read the message. Like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Um. So yeah, I moved there. 
Yeah. I moved there. Uh, what was that like? I bet. Culture shock. Like talking New York to San Francisco, but now San Francisco to Berlin. Yeah. That, I didn't know culture shock really until I, I hit Berlin. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a different city. It's a city that's, that's beautiful for its like counterculture and deviance, you know, and art and still recovering from the war in a lot of ways, you know, that there's that generation that's still there. You know, it's, that's like Ben's parents' generation. Startup life was, or tech in general, was, it was a ba- it's a baby. Yeah. You know, it was a baby at the time when I first went there. It was, you know, SoundCloud is there and like mm. they were the, like they're the shit of Berlin. Yeah. Um, the and shit of Berlin, SoundCloud. Yeah. That's the new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> the shit of Berlin, parentheses, in a good way, we promise. In a good, in a good way. Like they, I mean, it was something, you know, um, SoundCloud and, you know, Wonderless, there were these, these companies that, you know, startups in, in Berlin kind of strived to achieve that, you know, the image that, that those companies had. So it was, it was really good to be there actually as a, what would, you know, I would become a founder, first time founder in a, in a startup scene that was just starting to develop, starting to figure out its place in comparison to startup cities like London and Silicon Valley. And, you know, how, you know, how do you, how do you figure out how to be, you know, this, this different startup scene and, you know, you know, learn from Silicon Valley, you know, those ups and downs and apply it there. So it was a really interesting time to be there. Um, Did you go with the job? No. I went back to freelance. You quit, went freelance. Yeah. Um, And then I joined a startup there and that was interesting. As (laughs) as she gazes into the distance. (laughs) Tell me more. I just, again, you know, startup life in a different culture. Yeah. What was different? I think probably the same things that you'll get out here. Okay. In, in different so it companies. wasn't different. So, yeah, kind of not. Oh, <laughs> it was interesting. In that it was it wasn't. In, the, in that it was the same. <laughs> That's what made it interesting. Guys. We have to give you shit. <laughs> That's what was that was what was interesting was like I was expecting something uh, different, but it was the same. Huh? People. You never <laughs> yeah. guess. Well, I was I was working for I was working for IM, which was an Instagram competitor. Is an Instagram competitor in a lot of ways. You know, it was just, again, a, a startup that gained a lot of traction um, and was trying to find its place. So it's always, you know, it was a, a, it's now a later stage company, but was a um, fairly young yet mid-stage company when I joined. Um, so it's always, it's always interesting joining at that period and, and trying to help them figure out their place um, in their own respective market mm-hmm. and, and, and what have you. So it was, yeah, it was good. It was good, but um, like there was always this gnawing feeling that it just it wasn't it wasn't right, um, you know. And at the time, I had already kicked off. Yeah, and like in September of 2013, which was a month after I moved, I had kicked off um, Liberio, um, and it was just a side project at the time. It was a really super side project. Um, which, and what what did Liberio do? Um, Liberio was a self publishing. Um, platform. So we made it ridiculously simple for self-publishers like authors and, and what have you to uh, create and publish an ebook. Why do you want to do that? Uh, for a few reasons. I mean, I loved, I loved reading. I loved writing. But I loved what 
it could do for people around the world. I love the idea that we could um, easily allow people, you know, all over the world to actually get their voice out there and not just in a, you know, not just in a blog post. And that's not to say that blog posts are bad, but in something that they could take home with them. Like the idea that students in high school could create and publish an ebook um, and then take it home or, you know, showcase that and share it with the world through their website, which we provided for them for every published ebook. It was just, it was something that I really loved. And I, it got me going that it was like this to many an unattractive market. Because you're just like, how do we make this? How do we make this look really good? How do we make self-publishing become something that people are like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? um, and I think in that respect, we we did really great. Well, um, so at some point it transitioned from a side project oh, yeah. to a thing. How oh, did yeah, that happen? It became a thing. Um, it did really well. <laughs> yeah. It did really well. You know, we got press um, and... People were talking, people in the self-publishing communities, people in the education community, which was um, something we were uh, really zoning in on. And you know, it, it solved a problem for the people in that, in that industry. And we rolled with it, you know. You keep saying we. Yeah. Who, is it? who else was involved? Uh, my co-founder, who was the CEO, Nico. Was he involved at the side project phase or did? Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. He, yeah, yeah. He, he came from or he comes from. Um, a family that was originally in publishing. They owned a publishing house okay. at one point. Yeah, You're like, I'm going to take your family down. <laughs> um, I think, wait, I think it still exists, but it's like still like, you know, it's like one, it's like a relic. It's, it's a fossil at this point. But, um, you know, he knew the, like the flaws that came with self-publishing yeah. um, or publishing in general and wanted to really democratize that for the sake of, you know, at the risk of using that word but uh, I think you're using it properly in this sense, by the way. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, so so it was something he wanted to pursue. And, you know, when we initially spoke about it, you know, Ben had introduced us um, and Ben had like had been toying around with it, working on it with him, you know, and fleshing out the idea before I even knew about it. You know, before I even moved to Berlin, actually, I remember having a conversation with Ben. He was like, oh, you got it. You got to see this product. You got to You got to You got to see what what nico's working on um and at the time it was like it was when i tell you nothing compared to what everyone saw when it came out but the that that initial concept with it was there and that was super attractive um and yeah we 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 rolled with it we we kick-started it we we created a happily can happily say um created a a really solid product that yeah. people that people loved um yeah, and at that it. point you'd hit, you'd hit your checklist, right? You did at that point. Freelance, I freelance, big co, agency, startup, founder. I hit my checklist. I did. Um, and so then you shut it down, and retired. <laughs> I, shut, I said, done. screw it, we're done. Um, no, I, you know, once I got to that point, I said, you know, I wanted to do everything else with the hopes that it would give me a glimpse into what running my own startup would be like. And while there were a lot of takeaways that I applied, yeah, it was nothing in comparison. <laughs> it, like it didn't do anything. Um, it's yeah, it was it was nerve wracking. You know, I I'm a firm believer that like you know Nico was the engineer, and um, previous to founding Liberio, he was an IP lawyer and he worked in he was a politician. Um, so really. 
intense skill set. But, um, you know, he, he kind of oversaw things like engineering and, you know, finance. But I'm a big believer that even though that's not, you know, you know, everyone has their thing. Each co-founder has their thing. But, you know, I wanted to understand the ins and outs of finance. I wanted to understand all, you know, that that whole aspect. So um, I tried to figure out what my weaknesses were and, you know, learn as much as possible. And yeah, it was it was tough. Definitely eye-opening and fantastic lessons learned, but tough. What was the most eye-opening thing? I think that transition into... Like literally placing your chips on yourself Mm -hmm. is an exciting thing. But what was most eye-opening when you did that? (laughs) Um, The fact that there was so much to building a company that, because there's, you know, you have your products, but then you have your companies, you know, is it, is it a business or is it just a product? Is it a, is it a feature or is it an entire platform, you know, um, and trying to figure out that, that difference and and where we fell into that um and then once we realized you know we are a platform you know this is going to get built out into a business you know building that is is tough i think it's you know it's it's really easy to criticize and say you know oh yeah they could have did that they could have did this i think everyone's guilty of it um including myself (laughs) um but uh it's tough scaling a business that was tough, um, and and I I didn't realize how hard it was. Like I, I worked in startup, I saw what it takes to really get it to that point. But when you're the one, you know, making those decisions, you know these these decisions can be a, a make or break. And I think that was like freaking daunting. Was this, you know, how you know how do you not screw this up? You know, I didn't want to be, especially because it 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 did so well, and so many people, you know. Even people in tech who, who, you know, in design didn't use it, like loved it. It was just like, how do I not look like a complete flop? You know, the first time I'm founding a company, you know, I didn't want to, you know, I think I learned a lot about myself in terms of like where I could push myself and my capability to to do much more than I thought I could. You know, and, you know, it's, in an early stage startup, you, you wear so many hats. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so I did design, I did support, I did marketing and, and comps. I wrote our press releases, you know, um, I learned how to actually create a financial budget for 18 months and, uh-huh. you know, runway with numbers that actually weren't even there at first. So yeah, there's just like all these things and I just have so much respect for early stage. I mean, any, any founder really in general, but those people who, who wear a lot of hats and, work with the resources they have before that investment comes in because yeah. that was us we you know we were we bootstrapped it um both companies that i found and now i've bootstrapped at first and uh you know i guess that's where agency work came into play like understanding how to work with the resources you have um and that is something big that i learned just you don't have shit as a, as <laughs> we an, have as nothing a, but our brain exactly exactly yeah. so yeah i think that's a a long-winded answer, but all in all, that would be it. Out of all the hats you wore, what was your favorite? Like, what did you learn about <laughs> what you enjoyed working on? It's a weird question because I'm always going to love and prefer design, right? Because that's actually where the problem solving happens. But I loved actually speaking with the people, you know, the authors using the using the platform because I actually got insights as to, as to why they were they were working on these things. You know, there are people using it in Japan and, and, and America and South America and France and Germany. 
the UK and some in Russia. And it was just like, where, like, where are you all finding this from? You know, and, and, and what are you using it for? Um, you know, there was this one guy, I remember, um, reached out and thanked us for creating the platform because it gave his grandfather a voice to tell his stories, you know, as a child. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, oh, damn, that's good. You know, that's good. And, and it just made it, you know, through all those struggles that you that you face as um, as a as a early stage founder and, and an early stage company in general, and you shift into like mid stage and what have you, it just it made it so rewarding and just kind of woke you up and be like, this is this is why you're doing it. Uh-huh. This is why you're doing it. Don't don't let that stuff kind of nip you in the ass. How long did you get to work on Liberio? So we founded it in September of 2013 and worked, so about two years. Okay. Two years, yeah. What happened? <laughs> I have to ask because <laughs> we got to figure out what happened next. Uh, guys, this is gutting. No, um, it is what it is. Um, so we got to a point where we were interested in fundraising and we started to fundraise and we were actually really far along with one particular um, investment firm and uh, had a term sheet signed and everything and it went south oh, it went south um, the advisors that they had on board for us to kind of do the due diligence for them was a bit of a competitor um, what? Oh, it's wicked. What? It's wicked. Huh. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is what it is. I mean, after that, we said, you know what? We spent so much time focusing on fundraising. And realistically, you're either fundraising or you're building um, at that stage. And we sacrificed a lot of time away from the product. And we, we, we shouldn't have, um, which was also a lesson, you know, build or fundraiser, try and figure out a fucking medium for it. And so we said, you know, from there on, you know what, it is what it is. You know, we're not going to get this down, you know, let this get us down. How do we move forward from here? How do we keep the train rolling? And so we did. We decided we were going to bootstrap, you know, going forward. And at the time, you know, um, Nico was not in a great position to um, leave the company he was at, um, which was understandable. I mean, he has a family. It's always wonky. It's It's a weird dynamic when... You know, investors want to see you completely throw everything to the side, you know, to work on it full time. Like, I get it, though. I get it from both perspectives. It's really difficult for both parties um, because on one hand, it's like, you know, how do we take you seriously if you're not willing to commit to it full time? But at the same time, how do you completely throw everything away? And you're like, all right, fuck it. Um, So we yeah we we continued to bootstrap and you know it got to a point where we realized that we could not keep up with the amount of usage huh <laughs> it, we were only it was just two of us it was just two of us there was you know there was a, a nice number of users on board and um not complaining about that but we we couldn't continue to provide them with the experience that we did at the beginning hmm. um and the question became all right well do we end it here and ensure that they you know they we we leave on a you know with a good bang um, with this great experience that they know, or do we continue to stretch it out um, and then completely ruin, you know, that that great dynamic that we had? Because, you know, because um, Nico wasn't able to 
to leave, you know, we we also didn't come here to fundraise. Um, so and fundraising in Europe for self-publishing was not so great. Um, yeah. But again, you know, could we have continued and, and tried? Absolutely, but it was starting to affect the product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just made a decision, and whether or not that's you know is that the right decision? That is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know what, what would have happened if we if we paused and continued to work on the product instead? I don't know. I can't answer those questions. But that's the thing. You know, as a founder, you make these decisions, and and you you live you live with the the results. Sure. So we decided stretching it out was not what we wanted to do. Oh man. Yeah. So you shut it down. This was in what 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Did you take some time off? No. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> what did you do next? Next day, woke up. <laughs> I new was startup. pregnant. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no time off. I did. I took a little bit of time off. Um, you know, I I had been toying with the idea of Iris in the spare time and and working on some freelance clients um, in my spare time. So yes and no at the same okay. time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I had, I had the idea for for Iris. You know, like I said, right when I moved to Germany. But it just wasn't the right time. I was building Liberio, and it, I knew, I, like, I had this gut feeling that it was something that I should not touch unless I had the time to devote to it. Um, it deserved that time, um, and you know, you got to say no. You know, um, and and I did, and I revisited it. Yeah, what was the trigger? Because I I know the feeling you're talking about, like mm-hmm. this vision. But if you give it ten percent, you're gonna fuck it up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, the trigger, I think it was, I don't want to say it was like this one particular day where I was sitting there talking to myself or talking to Ben or whoever, where I was like, you know what? Aha. So you're just sitting there talking to yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, and answering myself. Um, and. Hey, Kat, you know that cool idea you had? <laughs> Self, this is a good idea. Yeah. Um, I think it was something that like kept presenting itself is something I kept thinking about, you know, over the, the years. And um, I had obviously some time to be like, you know what? All right, let's try it. Let's do the research. Um, and I did, you know, I just I started polling people, you know, a variety of people, you know, people who I think it could be useful for, you know, like nomads and yeah. Uh, the elderly and uh, also <laughs> nomads, the elderly, <laughs> uh, young hipsters with money to spend, and uh, old people, the, or, the oldest or, people, or elderly nomads, um, mm. which is really mm. holy target. Do not ignore that demo, do not ignore it. They are <laughs> unfulfilled demographic at this point. They're no one is taking care of the elderly nomads. <laughs> This market is a barren waste. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. (laughs) And then Iris came. And then Iris came. Iris sounds like an elderly nomad's name. (laughs) I'm Iris. (laughs) Now I'm going to have that voice. And whenever I think about like Iris talking to Uh an individual, like Uh an emergency contact (laughs) or or someone using the product, just like, hey, you know, it's just. Hey there. Hey there. <laughs> hey there. You look I like... just got back from Tunisia. <laughs> sure, that one too. <laughs> it's definitely not the voice I pictured. Like, you know, the one thing we always say is just, you know, Iris's, you know, Iris's role is to be like this 
this good friend for you. It's you know, Siri backwards. It's just that is Siri. It is Siri backwards. It's not unintentional. <gasps> Why'd you do that? Stop it, Siri. <laughs> hey Siri. And now it doesn't. It never work. works when you try. Hey Siri. Jesus. Hey, hey, Iris. Hey, Iris. Oh, no. Here, I'm 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 listening. You're never listening. That's Um, terrifying. I know. Yeah, who wrote that copy? Jesus. With. It should just say, suh. (laughs) Suh, girl. Hey, bae. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they need to let you customize that, please. Apple. What if it it just set your nickname to bae? Yeah. You could, actually, yeah. But honestly, like, you see, Siri. What can never I do for you today, Bay? Bay, <laughs> Siri never answers that's, me. That's she, like tomorrow's best rap song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She always, she always answers Emma though, my daughter. Always. Hmm. I know. She can barely talk. Siri's a, Siri too. Siri's a, a wild, mysterious, mystical creature. That uh, one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, Siri did not spur the name. Yeah. Um, or rather, it was not the. The catalyst for the name. Did you hear that, Apple lawyers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know. You heard it here first. All (laughs) right. It's on the record. So. You guys. I want some advice. Okay, on? Generally, for people listening to the show. So you've bootstrapped two startups. Yeah. One, uh, you've shut down. Mm -hmm. The next one, you are in the throes of of building that and and in beta. Mm -hmm. Looking back, hindsight, what were some mistakes you made as a bootstrapping co-founder that, that you would advise people to be wary of or things that they can easily avoid that, that you found yourself caught in? Um, so I think I, I wish I would have really capitalized on my network more. Like I, I had developed like such really genuine relationships with people who had reached out to me and, and, um, you know, asked uh, if I could, you know, help them with something and, you know, made it very clear that in the event that, um, you know, I needed something to reach out to them. And and, and I didn't. Mm. I didn't, you know, there were a few, but I was always very hesitant. And I think it was this hesitance of, you know, people maybe not taking me seriously enough as a first-time founder and also the hesitance of being a female founder, you know, um, for the first time, it's just like, what does that look like to people? Um, you know, I always deep, in, deep down at the time, it was just like, yeah. I'm bad. I got this, you know. But at the end of the day, I really, I really didn't. Is um, it a confidence thing? I think so. Hmm. Um, Are you rather over that? Lack, lack, yeah, yeah. I, Tell me about that. Confidence is fantastic. How? Did, <laughs> when did that? It's when this did that hot sh- new thing. Confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I, I would be completely lying to you if I said, especially now, now that I'm in the role that I'm as the not only founder but CEO. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean. Th- Sure, it's my first time doing it, but that doesn't take away. Like I feel like I'm I'm confident doing this. There are periods of time where I'm like, man, I, I really I need to I need to brush up on this. I, I I need to know more about this for it to to benefit. But I'm I'm more in a I think in a position now where I'm rather than like sulking about it, I'm just like, you know, all right, well, freaking read about it. Yeah, learn, yeah. do what you gotta do. Um, because you know, there are people depending on me. Um, so was it that was that the switch having people depend on you that it's like I have to be confident or was there something else that that helped you well I think going through the reflecting on that failure was 
was big because I think in a lot of ways we succeeded, but at the end of the day, we did fail. We did fail. Um, and I think that was, you know, going through why we failed and, you know, what what could we have done better? You know, was there's was there this one particular moment where, you know, this deciding factor where it was like, that's what caused the failure? No, obviously not. It was a, a number of events that led up to it. You did a lot of things wrong all at the same <laughs> we time. We sure did. We sure did. We did a lot of things. We really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't just bad at the one thing. We, we really killed Not at it. all. <laughs> no, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we beat the dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just made myself look. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I, I so let's talk about that lack of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, um, it, it could very and well be that. And after this, cat spiraled. <laughs> no, I, 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 at one point, I did. Yeah. Um, I, I doubted myself. I doubted whether or not people in the industry would, would take me seriously. Like you know, from from you guys to so many other people that I respect. It was like, what it. What does that image for them look like? What does Brian think? (laughs) (laughs) No one has ever cared that. (laughs) Yeah, that would actually be really Um, touching that someone cares about my opinion. Uh, Everyone, you know, everyone in the in the design community, you know, people in tech, you know, you know, does it does it look bad that I have this one fail, you know, one failure under my belt or this wound? Yeah, yeah. No, no one in tech has failures on yeah, yeah. at all. No, you're I, the only one you're the no, only one I, none of us have ever <laughs> fucked up it, it, it does it sounds so ridiculous now yeah, when yeah. you think about it yeah, yeah. um but at the time like like when i when i wrote that that post like talking about shutting down liberia holy shit it was daunting it was absolutely daunting um i mean i sat up for for nights um and uh i mean for for a long period of time after that even still now, it's still it's still is something I think about. And I'm just like, man, that was a good product. Like, Damn, that had to shut down. Well, thanks for letting us pour salt in that one. Yeah, I know. That's what we're Nothing here like for. Nothing like a fresh wound. <laughs> Nothing with salt like old poured into salt, it. huh? Um, but it, it could I mean, very... it's just one of the few services we offer. Would you like <laughs> <know>. some more? <laughs> I know. I, yeah. Now, I, now I see why you why you offered like wine or beer ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, preparing you for the saltiness. I should have accepted. Preparing for the saltiness. <laughs> Prepare for the salt. You salty. Um, uh, <laughs> um, no, I, it, it may very well be now that it just having people depend on me aside, you know, my team, you know, my team who I, I am ridiculously humbled to work with. Um, they are super talented. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's this idea that I, that I had and you know they believe in it um and they think it should succeed that's and crazy. they're busting their ass yeah um to do that um yeah. and and uh you know they're they're not just you know they're users you know we're all users um hopefully so, not often no hopefully not it's, which is also a, a weird dynamic how do yeah. you know I'm you know like you and I spoke about um unfortunately these scenarios happen but i'm happy that the product exists for the time period that you know the times that that it does it's a product that when turns on something bad's happened but you're thankful it's turned on regardless right right? it's like health insurance yeah yeah yeah. or your google nest protect that too that that was a (laughs) hardcore like tech dive i don't know what that is it went from health insurance to Google Nest Protect, I guess. Well, it's they're both very much like these set and forget I, I products. I don't know what Google Nest Protect is. Yeah, what but, is that? What? Google Nest Protect. Oh, why did I say Google Nest Protect? 
She just said nest. Nest protect. Nest protect. Nest protect. I don't know why. But what is it? Is that the video thing? No, isn't there? I don't there, even know. Isn't there a, isn't like the the um, smoke alarm? The smoke alarm. I don't ah, call yeah, it a yeah. smoke alarm. Is that what they call it? Is it protect? I don't know. It looks like a piece of bread on what? your ceiling. What? Yeah, like white bread, just like up there. You're what white weird bread are you eating? Bread. I don't eat that bread. I don't. What, uh, eating white bread? Come on. I like potato bread. Yeah, I'm fine with potato bread. And uh, that's our is it episode. Not- <laughs> 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 is it? Is it really? For some for some reason, it's, it's Nest Protect. No. Uh, it's not nest smoke. No, no, no. We're like nest carbon monoxide. We could Google it, but that would ruin the whole. The and there's fun of where this. Google came into yeah, yeah, to play. Yeah, we could Google this. Uh, hey Siri, what's the nest protect called? Ling ling. Nope. Um, Perfect. Yeah. So I mean, they're right. they're both yeah. So I want to distill this just a little bit. So mm. the first part was this confidence, and mm. as it relates to reaching out to people, like showing your idea getting mm-hmm. help right and the next part was post failure mm-hmm. like this self-awareness of like what does it look like to have failed mm-hmm. from an outside pers- perspective mm-hmm. yeah uh, what's been the most helpful for you to get through those two things has it been a person has it just been yourself and like sort of mentally regrouping like if someone else is experiencing that what's a good way to get out i, I imagine it I don't know. Is a slump a, a good word to? It was a slump. Yeah, yeah, it's a slump. Um, you know, for me, I'm I'm super grateful to have a partner who is in tech who's done this before. Um, you know, so having been continually drill me and be like, this, it's it's not what you think it is. It's you know, it's okay. It's also okay to be in a slump for a little bit. Um, it was super helpful, but at the end of the day, it was me battling myself. You know, I was in my own head, and so long as I didn't just get my shit together and realize that, you know, sulking was not going to to get me anywhere. Like I needed to, you know, speak with other founders and, yeah. you know, founders who've mm-hmm. done this before um, and realize that, you know, it it's okay. At the end of the day, it's okay. Um, it happens. It happens to most startups. Um, there's a chance for it to happen here again. Yeah. Uh, will I sulk if that happens? More than likely. <laughs> Definitely. Probably More for than likely. sure. Um, yeah. But still, I mean, it's, I think it's important in, in some ways to go through it um, and to just figure out, wrestle with why you're, why that's happening and, and what exactly you're feeling and those lessons that are learned. And um, yeah, it's, it's bittersweet. Yeah. It's bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. But definitely, yeah, speak with speak with founders. You know, they're there. They, they've they gone through it. Like, have these post-mortems with them. Uh, you know, these, you know, this cemetery where, you know, where you talk about the things you've thrown into it that are dead now. So where can people reach out to you to talk about the founder cemetery? <laughs> that should be the title of this one. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, they, I mean, two places I'd say would be the best. Um, one is... By email. Yeah. Um, so hello at heyimcat.com. And <laughs> I realized that if I were to explain I'm, it's I am, but then that sounds like I am, but it's yeah, hey, I'm cat. Nice. Nice branding. I like it. <laughs> I know. It's, there you go. Listen, learn. Um, <laughs> and the other would be on Twitter. So I'm cat noon. <laughs> Same issue. <laughs> <laughs> at I letter M cat noon. <laughs> yes. Letter I, letter M. So it's like Indigo I'm, Mary. Yeah. Indigo Mary. There's our title. <laughs> oh, yes. So many options. Yeah. So yeah. 
Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah thanks all for having from Germany. me. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> thanks for flying in from Germany specifically for this podcast. Yes, direct yeah. flight from Princeton. <laughs> Princeton, Germany. Princeton, Germany. Princeton, Germany. Yeah. Princeton, Germany. Ah, yes, Bavaria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the beer. I hear the beer is good. The yeah. beer is good, and so are the pretzels. Yes. But thanks for having me, guys. I thanks, appreciate guys. it. That was episode 183. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Kat for coming all the way from New Jersey. New Jersey. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we would love, love, love to hear your feedback in the form of a star rating and an iTunes review. Those things take a little bit of time, but every review, first of all, it's great feedback and we enjoy reading them. Second of all, each review helps us move up the charts in iTunes, helps new people like you discover the show, uh, and offers us some guidance on how we can keep improving. So if you enjoyed this one and if you've been listening to the show before, an iTunes review would really mean a whole lot. If you don't even want to do that, you can just follow us on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM, and you can hit us up there. Regardless, you should probably go read them because they're probably as funny to you as they are to us if you've been listening to the show for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get called some names. People really don't like me. People really don't like us in general. <laughs> well, well, we try. <laughs> we try. That's on iTunes. If you want to go read those reviews for a hoot and leave us one while you're there, we'd appreciate it. See you next week.